ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد there is a distinct difference between alone time and loneliness everybody has a need for alone time everybody has that need for their own time their own space we may call it me time that has a positive connotation in connection with it however loneliness is very different people may think they're the same but these two are very very different alone time at times is healthy for a person not too much not too little but just the right amount that's good for somebody you have time to reflect to think deeply to just process your thoughts whatever is going on in your life but loneliness is very different loneliness is an extreme type of difficulty that somebody may be wrestling with and if anyone here is dealing with that or in general we ask Allah to make things easy for them amin ya rabbal alamin in connection with loneliness there's an ayah that i want to touch upon that we find in surah qaf surah 50 of the quran and it's worth noting that this was one of the prophet's favorite surahs sallallahu alaihi wasallam within this surah in ayah 16 allah says wa laqad khalaqna al-insana wa na'lamu ma tuwaswisu bihi nafsuhu wa nahnu aqrabu ilayhi min habl al-warid allah tells us in this ayah that he created the human being wa laqad khalaqna al-insan and allah uses the royal we we have created the human being so when allah is describing himself allah uses the royal we inna anzalnahu fi laylatil al-qad for example but then regarding the human being allah here does not say nas allah does not use the plural term allah does not say unas for example in another surah innahum unasun yatatahharun regarding prophet lut and, and those who were who were with him allah doesn't use either of these plural terms allah uses the individual term wa laqad khalaqna al-insan so right from the beginning you have this feeling of isolation for the person allah is saying that we have created the human being and allah uses the specific term for the singular we have created the human being wa laqad khalaqna al-insan wa na'lamu again the we and we know what his or her nafs whispers to him or her wa na'lamu ma tuwaswisu bihi nafsuhu again going back to the we wa nahnu aqrabu ilayhi min habl al-warid we have created the human being and we know what his nafs what his lower self what his base desires whisper to him we know what his self whispers to him and we are closer to him than his jugular vein wa nahnu aqrabu ilayhi min habl al-warid when we come across this type of ayah we need to keep in mind that the one saying it is ar-rahman the one who revealed this ayah is ar-rahman ar-rahman allama al-qur'an 
The most merciful is the one who taught the Qur'an. So when Allah is saying this, when, when we're reading through this ayah, we should get the, the flavor of mercy. Allah is telling us that He understands what we're going through. Allah understands the struggles that we're each individually wrestling with, that we're dealing with. It could be loneliness, it could be something else. Allah is telling us, I know exactly what you're going through. And Allah is not saying that in a harsh way. Allah is not saying that in a critical way. Allah is saying that in a comforting way. You're going through a difficult time. I know you're going through a difficult time. And the feeling is, I know what you're going through, you're going to get through it. I know what you're dealing with, I'm going to help you deal with it. I know what you're going through now in the present, but I'm going to help you navigate things into the future. Just hang on. Just hang on from today until tomorrow. Just check that box. And then once tomorrow comes, hang on today until tomorrow. One day at a time, one step at a time, little by little by little. Allah is comforting us and telling us that He knows exactly what we're each going through individually. Allah didn't just say that we know what your nafs is whispering to you. Allah furthers the point and we are closer to you than your jugular vein. We, have, we, we cannot live, we cannot survive without the jugular vein. Allah is telling us that I'm not just vaguely aware of whatever's going on in your heart, in your mind, whatever struggles you're dealing with emotionally, psychologically, mentally. I know about it and I'm going to help you through it. Now for us, what, what we need to do as a community is we need to be kind and compassionate and merciful to each other, especially because you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know what somebody else is dealing with. You never know the, the anchors that are weighing down their heart. You don't, you don't know the inner turmoil. And here's the thing, they don't owe us an explanation. They don't have to justify and give us 21 reasons. They don't have to give us 21 answers to our 21 questions. Why this or why that? Or They don't owe us anything. They don't have to convince us to show rahmah to them. And if that is the type of brittleness that we have in our hearts, if that's the type of harshness that we have in our hearts, then we have to think long and hard, who, is, who, who are we really following? We all claim that our Prophet is Prophet Muhammad If that's true on a practical level, the default state of the mu'min should be rahmah to people, to humankind. كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ There should be this deep care and this, this sense of mercy for mankind as a default option. And what should happen is there should be a heightened layer of rahmah when dealing with fellow believers. Not extra judgment, not extra harshness, not extra ugly character, not extra vinegar, rather extra honey. مِنْ عَسَلٍ And it's no coincidence that ayah is found in Surah Muhammad The default for the mu'min, for the real mu'min, should be honey, should be healing, rahmah. Allah describes the Qur'an as healing. وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ The Qur'an is healing. 
in Surah An-Nahl, Allah describes honey as healing. What should happen is when we connect with the Qur'an, which is healing, our character becomes more like honey, which is healing. When we deal with people, as the Prophet did they should walk away feeling better about themselves than before. How many examples do you have of somebody coming to the Prophet and, and, and talking to him about something? Maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they made a mistake in front of him. So in one example, maybe they made a mistake privately, they come and they, they, they open up to the Prophet about it Or maybe they make a mistake in front of him and he addresses it, but what's miraculous about the Prophet is whenever the Prophet corrected anybody, they walked away feeling better about themselves than before. It's amazing when you think about it. What do we do sometimes? Somebody, you know, they make a mistake and people, they want to go and attack them. Muslim on Muslim crime. Who is your Prophet? وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ the default state should be Rahmah. When we connect more with the Qur'an, when we embrace the Qur'an as a friend, we should reflect on the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, what the Prophet meant was regarding people. But the concept still applies, especially when you reflect on the statement of Sayyidina Aisha that the Prophet was a Qur'an that would walk on the face of the earth. That his character was the Qur'an ﷺ. The Prophet taught us that you are on the deen of your Khalil, of your closest friend. So look at who your closest friends with. Now by way of reflection and introspection, if somebody takes the Qur'an as their closest friend, then you're on the deen of the Qur'an. You're on the deen of the Prophet ﷺ. his character was the Qur'an. So what should happen as you befriend the Qur'an more and more, and a person internalizes the Qur'an, not just the words, but more importantly, the meanings and the practical applications, especially and primarily in connection with Rahmah. If somebody connects with the Qur'an more, and then they become further divorced from Rahmah, then they're imitating the Khawarij a whole lot more than the Sahaba who the Khawarij killed. One group became far more compassionate and generous and beyond amazing, the companions. And another group, even though they spent a lot of time with the Qur'an, they became more harsh and more brittle and their character became more ugly to the point that they ended up killing companions. The, the person who assassinated Sayyidina Ali in Ramadan thought he was doing a righteous thing. He accused Sayyidina Ali. Think of the, the, the virtues of Sayyidina Ali. He accused Sayyidina Ali and others of being a disbeliever, of being kafir, made takfir on him, went and killed him and thought he was doing a righteous thing. This person spent a lot of time with the Qur'an. But do you really think the Qur'an is going to be a witness for them as opposed to against them on the Day of Judgment? What should happen is we become, we become more compassionate. When we befriend the Qur'an, we start to embody the traits that Allah uses to describe the Qur'an itself. Allah describes the Qur'an as Rahmah, so if I befriend the Qur'an, I should become more merciful. Allah describes the Qur'an as healing, so when I connect with the Qur'an, my character should become a type of character that's healing for those around me. I smile when I greet and meet people. I try to be kind to people, whether they're Muslim or not, just to be kind. People don't owe us an explanation of why we should be kind to them. That should be the default state, and then there should be more kindness if we're 
communicating and dealing with a fellow believer. It should be far more, not far less. Some Muslims take these concepts and switch them. Some Muslims, they go and they treat fellow Muslims as if they're Abu Jahl, as if they're Abu Lahab. Subhanallah. They say, La ilaha illallah. They're smiling at you. They're saying salam to you. A dua of peace and just wishing all kinds of good for you. But then there's harshness in return. So we have to ask ourselves, how are we doing as a community? And I want to connect this with the ayah I mentioned at the beginning in Surah Qaf. If someone is struggling with loneliness and they're coming to the masjid because they just want to try to battle that monster of loneliness. They just want to be around the right people. They want to be around people who love them just for the sake of loving them. They don't need to give them an explanation or convince them or give them an argument. This is why you should love me. That's not how, that's not how things are supposed to be. How did the Prophet love people? How was he kind to people? To men, women, and children, the elderly, the youngsters, the, those who were very practicing in terms of deen, and those who were not. How did the Prophet react? I think this is one of his miracles. When Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, the leader of the hypocrites who caused the Prophet all kinds of pain and turmoil, when he died, the Prophet's asking forgiveness for him. Rahmah, so we need to embody rahmah if and when we do that, when people come to the masjid looking to connect with community to try to dig themselves out of the deep pit of loneliness. If they're treated with rahmah, they're going to come back again. If they're treated with love and kindness, not for any specific reason, just because, because our Prophet is Muhammad wasallam. That's good enough for me. I don't need anything else. You don't have to convince me and, you know, think about this. And that's my prophet. I need to be kind to people. That can help people little by little as they're dealing with these issues. When the Sahaba found out that the prophet, you know, had some marital issues, they weren't going and spreading gossip. And they felt his pain along with him because they were sincere. <laughs> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As I conclude and I'm aware of the time, what are some practical things that we can take away from this? The Prophet taught us himself, taught us himself alayhi salatu wa salam, afshu salama baynakum, spread peace among yourselves with your words, with your actions, with your hearts, with your intentions, with your generosity, with your gifts, with your time, with your wealth, with your health, with whatever. Just spread peace in the community, spread love in the community, spread kindness in the community. So let's say, I understand it's still COVID times, may Allah make things easy for everyone, even if it's from a distance, maybe a fist bump, people have their different preferences and we should respect those, whatever those boundaries may be. But we can have the intention to greet people, to say salam sincerely, you're wishing peace for them internally and externally. You're wishing, you just want them to be in a perfect state. You're wishing any and every kind of goodness for them. All this is contained when you say assalamu alaikum. So let's greet each other with salam. Let's greet each other peacefully, right? I know we have masks on, but we can still smile. And you can tell if somebody's smiling underneath the mask or not. 
by doing this, by trying to actually embody the concept of community, community to try to bring the Medinan community to life within our masajid, that's a very effective way to help those struggling, especially with loneliness. Because then they feel included, they feel loved, they feel cared for. They feel like, hey, these people, they love me just because they love me, not because of whatever car I do or don't have, whatever wealth I do or don't have, whatever this, that, or... They are kind to me because their Prophet is Muhammad And that's enough. We ask Allah to help us to embody this concept of Rahmah. We ask Allah to help anyone who's struggling with loneliness. We ask Allah to comfort their hearts. We ask Allah to turn their hardships into ease. We ask Allah to turn any emotional darkness that somebody may be struggling with. We ask Allah to turn that darkness into light. And we ask Allah to show them in His own way, to them in their own ways, the meaning of Surah Al-Duha. We ask Allah to show them that emotional brightness, to show them that emotional light at the end of the tunnel, and to help them to make it through today until tomorrow. And then once tomorrow comes, inshallah, to make it through that day until the day after that, one day at a time, we ask Allah to help us to be a prophetic community. We ask Allah to fill all of our hearts with peace, with kindness, with compassion, within ourselves individually. And then we ask Allah to help us to spread those amazing things among each other and with each other. We ask Allah to gather all of us in paradise. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna wa fil akhirati hasna wa qina adhab al-nar. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next, and we ask Allah for His protection. أمي رب العالمين وما أمر إلا ليعبد الله مخلصين له دين حنفاء ويقيم الصلاة ويأتي الزكاة وذلك دين القيمة وأقم الصلاة